Welcome back to Faith Over Fear. I'm Pastor Vance Mansfield, and we are continuing our study on the trying of your faith. Now, in the trying of your faith, we are shifting gears today, and we are going to move over to the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. That's Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. Now, the writer says something very unique that people don't necessarily like as much as they want to believe it, but it seems to cross religious people's grain is what I'm trying to say. Romans chapter 8, verse 18, he says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For I reckon that the sufferings, now the word sufferings is defined as something undergone or like something that you go through. Like you have to, like you undergo an issue, a hardship or a pain subjectively in a motion or influence. Do you see that? Subjectively an emotion or influence. Affection, affliction, motion, suffering. All right. And it comes from the word pathos. Now, pathos is written four times in the Bible. And it means like affection, I think, is one of them. Uh, Lust was one of them. Inordinate was was another one. Uh, In Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, where it said, Mortify therefore your uh, members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection. That is the word pathos, okay? And that is where the word sufferings comes from, is from pathos. So I, for I reckon that the sufferings, so that's something undergone, hardship or pain, an emotion or an influence, an affection, affliction, emotion, and then it goes back to the word sufferings or suffering of this present time, this temporary season, if you will, this occasion, this opportunity, this while, are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Look at that. In us. And that's the part where religious people, their skin starts to crawl because they're all about God will not share his glory with no one. Well, this scripture begs to differ. His glory is revealed in us when we prove that he is real. Now, how do we prove that he is real? Through the process of salvation and presenting 
the world with his love and his glory. Now, I want to skip down a few verses. We're going to skip some of that because we want to get to that at another time, but we want to do it under a different series. So we're going to go down to verse 28. So Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 says, For we know that all things, and we'd quoted this earlier in the one of the other studies, So, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. So all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. So when you're going through these issues, you've got to understand that they are actually working for your good. They are working for your good. Now, let's read the next verse, okay? And I I was debating whether or not to even get into this verse with you, but we're going to do it. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. It's the very next verse. Them that... All things work together for the good of them that love God and them who are called according to his purpose. We have to get into it because it's actually part of that verse. For whom he did foreknow. Now, stop. Who did he foreknow? Well, if he's God and he knows everything, (laughs) then all of us, right? For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now, there are a lot of, uh, how do you put this? There are a lot of issues about this scripture. All right. Those whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate. So I have been accused by people of preaching a doctrine that is called the serpent seed. All right, and I'm not going to get into that. We don't have time to even get into that, but I'm I've been accused of preaching that. If you know what that is, then then you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what that is, then don't even worry about it, all right? But I've been accused of preaching that, and the basis of that is that some are predestined to be saved and some are predestined to damnation. Now, I want to clarify something here publicly. I did not preach the serpent seed doctrine and my accusers are apparently deaf. They're probably illiterate, but they're apparently deaf on top of it because they did not hear any of the message. They were probably too busy coming up with something to accuse me of. So that being said, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to name call and, tell you how stupid you would have to be to accuse me of preaching that 
I'm just going to move along here, okay? So who did he predestine? Who did he foreknow, first of all? Well, we were all in him before there was anything, okay? We were contained in him. We were part of him. We were the part we were part of the council of his own will. Okay. Now, we're probably going to get a lot of emails on this next statement and gonna, it's going to force us to get into teaching it, which I don't mind at all. But we were part of the Elohim that was in the beginning in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. We were there in that, okay? So, who did he foreknow? Us, all of us. And those whom he foreknew, who was part of that Elohim, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Now, how did he predestinate us to be conformed to the image of his son? Because he knew ahead of time that he was going to have to save us back from ourselves or the what's called the fall, right? So I want to show you one verse that kind of, I think everyone knows, but we're going to talk about it for, I'm going to read it to you for a second. Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, he said, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Okay. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now I've heard people preach that and I've heard that we're saved before we ever come out. And if that's the case and we didn't really need Jesus, I, I don't necessarily believe that you still needed Jesus. You still need him now. You still need a savior. Okay. So the point is before I formed thee, I knew you. Okay. So before he, he formed us, he knew us to be conformed to the image of his son. Okay. So to be conformed to the image of sonship or the likeness of sonship or the statute or the profile or the representation or the resemblance. That's what that word image means. It comes from Ico, which means, uh, uh, through the idea of faintness as a copy, okay, to be like. That he might be, who? Jesus, the firstborn among many brethren. All right, now we know that there were people born in the flesh before he was, so we know it's not talking natural. Romans chapter 8, verse 30. We're going to read the next verse. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, look at this, he also glorified. So those who he predestinated... He called. And those who he called, he also justified. Those who he justified, he glorified. That's the process. Now, for the sake of the, predest the word predestination, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. 
Okay. Actually, let's start at like three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, or in the heavenly in Christ. According as he hath chosen us in him, here it is. This is what I was saying earlier. I just wanted to read it to you so you didn't take my word for it. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. See that? That's your key, in love. Having predestinated us under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise and glory of his grace. See it? The glory of his grace. That's what we are. Wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. He hath made us accepted in the beloved. Let's just read down a little bit while we're in here. We've got the time. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. So see, that kind of does away with that idea that you're born saved or whatever. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us, look at this, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Now, we've talked about that scripture, so I'm just going to bypass that. Verse 11. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. Okay, So we have obtained this inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Do you see that? Who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So sometimes what you're going through is in actuality part of the counsel of his own will that he is working you toward. That was a mouthful. Did you get it? Sometimes what you're going through is part of the counsel of his own will that he is working you toward. Okay? So, when you're dealing with this stuff, It is just one more step on the ladder to get you into his perfect will or into the image of his son. In uh, Acts chapter 20, I don't have notes on this. I'm just going through with the spirit on this one. Acts chapter 20, verse 23 said, well, let's, let's go up a little bit to 21 testifying both to the Jews and to the Greeks repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Except that it says, save that, or it means except that the Holy ghost witnesses 
or witnesseth in the King James, but witnesses in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide in me. Here it is. Here's what I wanted to show you. But none of these things move me. Do you see that? So no, what, whatever he was going through, he knew that God had a purpose for sending him through these things. He knew that everything was bringing about the will of God. So if he got beaten, if he got stoned, if he got thrown out of town, if they tried to drown him, it didn't matter. He knew that God was working a plan there. But none of these things move me. Neither count I, count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Do you see that? To testify the gospel of the grace of God. So everything that he was doing revolved around where the Spirit was leading him. Now, I do encourage all of you to do nothing that the Spirit doesn't lead you to do. And don't write me and ask me if you should quit your job. Don't be dumb, okay? Just follow the Spirit. If you quit your job and you end up under a bridge, then you're going to be wanting people to help you when you were helping them. See, what value is it for that? None whatsoever. So don't quit your job. Keep working. Keep doing whatever it is you're doing. But follow the leading of the Spirit. It's very important that you follow the Spirit. Now, I want to show you, I think we got time. Do we have, we've got time. So I want to show you something else. In the book of 2 Corinthians, verse, let's start at 14. Let's start at 13. We having the same spirit of faith, According as it is written, I believed, and therefore I have spoken. We also believed, and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God. The word redound means to like super abound or be in excess. So let me read that with the definition. For all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might through your might through the thanksgiving of many superabound in excess to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Here it is. For our light affliction. And the word light 
is uh, is not Lucos. It's El Afros, which uh, means like light as uh, easy. So our easy afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight and glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That's why our hope is not something that we can see, because we don't put our hope in temporal things. We put our hope in eternal things. So, this is part of the sufferings of this present time that are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in you. Sometimes you've just got to go through it. All right. Sometimes you've just got to take it. Now it doesn't mean, and I've got to be careful how I say this because people seem to hear me in funny ways sometimes, but I'm not telling you to lay down and be someone's doormat. That's, that's not what I'm telling you to do. So you got to understand that you, you may live in what people might call a perfect world or something, but someone's listening to this right now who gets beat every day. Uh, maybe their husband or someone beats them every day. You know, I'm not telling you that you have to suffer everything. Okay. Not everything is the will of God. That's why I stated in the beginning of this series, sometimes it's our own choices and decisions. And I'm not saying if you're the person getting beat, I'm not saying that's your choice. All right. Don't take that wrong. I'm just saying there are some cases where we cause it to come on ourselves. And usually we always cause it to come on ourselves because there is a path to walk that does avoid the majority of that where you'll be like the apostles. And if those things do happen, it'll be solely because of what you're preaching or where God is sending you and what he is doing through you. It'll have nothing at all to do with you. That is the prime application of all of this, but it does work over to your choices. And I I know that through experience where you might make a stupid decision and God will work that out and he'll work it out toward your good. I've seen that happen many times uh, where God would come in and kind of rescue my stupid idiot choices and save me from myself, so to speak. So he will do that, but sometimes he's putting us through things. Sometimes he's pressuring us into things. Sometimes it's our decisions that put us into these things. And sometimes you could just be at the wrong place at the wrong time. It's, it's a likely possibility. So we're out of time for today, but we will continue these broadcasts coming up. So you're not going to want to miss any of our broadcasts. So go to the website right now, pastorvancemansfield.com. 
All of our podcasts are available on the website. The newest one is available on the homepage of the website. Then there's a link you can click or you can go up to the top part of the page and you can click podcast. It'll take you to the page that has the podcast player and you can listen to all of our podcasts. We are working toward uh, bringing you video as well to where you can watch the video of these and uh, we're working toward actually videoing these podcasts where there'll be a camera set up and you can see what we're doing here and uh, how all this is working. But we're a little short on our budget to bring that to you. So if you can, while you're at the uh, at the website, please make a donation and help us keep moving this forward. We really want to bring you video. We want it to be right. And we know that it's going to be a blessing to you. There are a lot of people that have like home group meetings and cell groups and they're talking about that's our buzzer going off. We're going over time. That's okay. There are many people that have these groups and uh, they want the video so that they can kind of gather around their TV and they can play the video and they can study with us and they can be a little more attentive as opposed to just listening to audio. So we're working really, really hard to bring that to you. If you can help us make that happen for these people faster and for yourselves faster, please make a donation, whatever you can. It, it doesn't have to be a million-dollar donation. If God spoke to you to give us $5, send $5. If he spoke to you to give 500 send 500 And I know that you will be blessed for your obedience. That's just how that works. I'm not telling you what number to give. I'm just saying that if God spoke to you or put it on your heart to give something, then give that and you will reap the blessings of it and the benefits of it and God will reward you for it. That's just one of the laws that are in place of giving that he put in place. So go to the website, pastorvancemansfield.com. If you have any questions, any concerns, anything that you would like to tell us, any uh, testimonies, prayer requests, whatever you have, email me, pastorvancemansfield.com. God bless you.